Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now, here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. I want to welcome you to episode 61 of IG2G. I am one of your hosts. With me, as always, is the guy who's sitting in the back going, Hookie dookie dookie, the inglorious bastard, Mr. Matt. Mr. Matt, as always, is in the shadows. He's getting back to true form to where I just look into a black screen and talk. It's my favorite thing to do in the whole wide world. And you know what else is my favorite thing to do is talk about video games and what's coming out, what's been out, all that good stuff. You know PAX was here. We've got, of course, all the releases for you. Do you like controlling things? Maybe there'll be something there. Do you like ghost ships? I don't know. Do you like some strange games Matt's talking about? You know what? Stay tuned. We got all sorts of fun for you. Number five. So starting things off in the releases this week, I've got a new DLC for Fire Pro Wrestling World dropping on the 21st of August for 20 bucks. We've got Fire Pro Wrestling World World Wonder Ring Stardom DLC. Now this brings 10 of the ladies from Stardom, which if you don't know, Stardom is a Joshi promotion, which means it's an all-female wrestling promotion. It brings 10 of their big superstars into the world of Fire Pro Wrestling World, which as you know, and if you don't know, now you know, Fire Pro Wrestling World's got a lot of the New Japan talent in it. So adding, you know, talent from a different promotion, different real life promotion, you know, all their you're getting all their moves, their creation parts, their voices, their music, you're getting, you know, unique stardom rings for them to wrestle in. I just think it's pretty cool because obviously you don't see that in American stuff. Like if people are in different promotions, unless they're two different like indie level promotions and they can work together, you never see anything like that. So and I, I never see stardom stuff in on New Japan shows because they're totally separate. And New Japan stardom, same thing. So I think that's pretty cool. Obviously, you have to be a Fire Pro Wrestling fan to really get this and get why it's cool. But it is cool. I'm telling you. You got such big stars as Mayu Iwatani and Momo Watanabe, along with, like I said, eight other women. And this adds to the already pretty decent DLC packs that Fire Pro Wrestling World has got going on. You got the Junior Heavyweight Scenario DLC, which I was really excited for, and I never had got a chance to get into it. So I'm looking forward to getting back into this and getting into that and the Stardom DLC. They have also got the 2018 New Japan Wrestler Pack with Toa Hanare, Switchblade, Jay White, Takagi Shingo, and Yujiro Takahashi. I haven't been able to find out if, if his valet Peter is actually in there, but if she is, that's awesome. And then you've also got the Fire Promoter DLC, which is totally like universe mode or GM mode from any of the WWE games where you're you're building your roster, you're you know, you're you're signing contracts, you're building matches, you're putting together cards. So a lot of good DLC is out for Fire Pro Wrestling World already. And the Wonder Ring Stardom DLC is looking to add to that. If you got Fire Pro, you're gonna have to get this. You gotta get it. You gotta get it. You love it already. I love it. I'm gonna get it. Fire Pro Wrestling World, World Wonder Ring Stardom DLC. Get it. Get it, get it, get it. Number four. Have you ever thought to yourself you want to be on a ghost ship and have just a time of your life, a party? Oh my goodness. Well, you can. Because Dark Pictures Man of Medan was just released August 30th. It was developed by Supermassive Games and published by Bando Namco. If you don't know who those individuals are, they recently did, well, recently as in a few years ago, did Until Dawn. A really cool game in which you, it's real tropey or, you know, stuck in a cabin, a monster is trying to get you, et cetera, et cetera. 
So the makers of that, they went ahead and saw that there was a niche, something they could fulfill with these interactive horror-type games. They did it again here. You are a few Americans, or I should say several Americans. You go on a charter boat. While out in the charter boat looking to do some diving, you get stranded on a ghost ship, World War II-era ghost ship, and then you're fighting for your lives. You're going nuts. It's all crazy. This game is out on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, in case you're wondering, which I didn't mention up top, but there you go. Now you got it. So you get to pick through these characters who you're going to be and you go through and making choices, good choices, bad choices, indifferent, do nothing, all the cool spectrums you can think of. They have these options for and you try to keep everyone alive or you just try to keep your one character alive. Sometimes you can't keep anybody alive because yes, boys and girls, in this game, everybody can die, everybody can live. It's all based off your quick reaction times, the choices you make and then the places you go to or do not go to. The first couple hours on the ship, you get your bearings. You're learning the characters, you're learning who they like, who they dislike, and you obviously get to choose that. So you're making the decisions on who's cool, who's not. You're learning who is related to who, who's boyfriend, girlfriend, all this good stuff. So you'll spend a couple hours doing that, also learning controls. And then for the last, well, a little more than half, you're on board the ghost ship, running for your life, trying to survive. These games I've played until dawn are awesome. They are terrifying and stressful because any minute an event can happen and you can perish. So you always have to be on your toes and you always have to be ready with no matter what's happening. Could be uh, quick time reactions, could be a, you know, hey, make sure you push up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. That kind of stuff could be a couple decisions that you have to quick fire put out there and that changes the whole dynamic of what's going on. So be careful when you're playing these. Also, like Until Dawn, they have little items periodically throughout the game that you can find that will give you premonitions, show you possibilities for the near future. So if you find these, if you're lucky enough to find them, you can kind of piece together what might be happening shortly up ahead, and it can serve as a warning to you to not do the thing or make sure you do the thing, etc., etc., which kind of helps guide you through if you're really trying to keep a particular character around or just want to see them all live. So make sure you're on the lookout for those. It's really well done. They have uh, characteristics, you know, like you're envious, you're angry, you're happy, you're, you know, this kind of stuff. And throughout your choice making, those will adjust, which will adjust the story because of how you react, depending on how what your mood or attitude is. All these things come into play. It's really neat. There's multiple endings. There's also multiplayer, two different kinds. In fact, there's like a movie night one where you'll play with like up to five people and you take turns passing the controller around. And then there's just a standard co-op where you you and someone else can pick the character and then play together, them making their choices, you making your choices. You could help each other out, screw each other over, all sorts of possibilities. It's really, really cool. I'd recommend you check it out. It's about a five hour or so long game, but you definitely want to play it two, three times. So I'd say you get your money's worth. If you don't believe me, hey, get out there and go look for yourself. Number three. Next up on the releases, we got a series that's so near and dear to my heart. You know I love it. Anytime a game comes out for it or is even just re-released on a different platform, I gotta talk about it. This time it's Yakuza 3 Remastered, developed by the Ryu Gagotoku Studio. They're the guys behind the Yakuza games. Who would have thought? Published by Sega, this came out on the 20th of August as a big surprise drop. And it retails for 60 bucks, but it also kind of retails for 20 bucks because you can't just buy Yakuza 3 Remastered. You can get the Yakuza Remastered Collection, which includes Yakuza 3 Remastered Now, 
Yakuza 4 Remastered, which will come out in, I think, November, and then Yakuza 5 Remastered, which comes out in 2020. But you can't just buy Yakuza 3. But for the price of 60 bucks, you get all three games eventually. So what is Yakuza 3 Remastered? Hey, it's the remaster of Yakuza 3. There you go. That's, that's the end. Go, be- go buy it. If you're a fan of the series, you know that when Yakuza 3 first came out over here, I believe that was on the PS3, it, it, they cut out tons of content from the game. Tons of side stories, tons of activities, like, I mean, stuff that I don't really like doing, but like stuff like Shogi and Mahjong, but then also stuff like Hostess Club Management Game, I think. Not the same kind of thing if you're thinking about what I've shown and played before on the stream. Not that, but it's a different kind of Hostess Club Managing Game. They cut all that out of the original version. Now all that's back in, so you can enjoy Yangtze 3 the way it was supposed to be, the way the Japanese market saw it. Now you can play it that way in the Western world. Although I have heard that there are a couple side stories that have kind of been nicked out. I think it's a total of maybe three, but they took those out of the Japanese remaster as well just because they don't really translate well to the the the, the modern world and the sensibilities of the 2019 person. I've watched a couple of them, and I can see why they did it, but at the same time, it's not anything that bothers me. Whatever, if, you, if you're really interested in that and want to get worked up into a fervor over old things, you can do that on your own time. I'm here to tell you, Yaxa 3 Remastered is so nice and so cool, and it looks really fresh. But I'm here to tell you, Yakuza 3 Remastered is the definitive Yakuza 3 experience in the West. Because you can't get the full Yakuza 3 original over here anyway, unless you just import, by default, the Japanese version. So now, here, we have the full experience. And I'm not going to go into the story or anything, because I'm going to I'm probably going to be streaming this. Why haven't you done it yet? Because uh, things have just been crazy. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But this, I will say, this is not a Kiwami version, where it's like built from the ground up with all new systems and all new, all new everything else, and looking like the most fresh, and you know, having the the smooth combat systems. This is just a remaster. It's not a, it's not a rebuild. It's not a remake. It's not a, it's not a super makeover. But it does look really nice. It plays really nice. But it still has those old systems. You'll definitely be able to tell if you're a Yakuza player, and you go from watching like the most recent releases, Kiwami 2, Yakuza 6, that kind of thing, and then you watch the gameplay of this. Like I said, it looks really good, and it looks like it plays really well, but you can tell it's the the old style of Yakuza games. And there's nothing wrong with that. So if you want some Yakuza 3 in your life, if you want the definitive version of Yakuza 3 here in the West, get yourself Yakuza 3 Remastered via the Yakuza Remastered Collection. Pick it up right now. Number two. The second game I'm talking about today is near and dear to my heart. It's a game I've been waiting for all year long. I've talked about it a couple times, how excited I was for it. That's Control, a beautiful game developed by Remedy Entertainment. 505 Games, of course, published it. It was released August 27, 2019, and it's for PC, PlayStation 4, and the Xbox One. If you have no idea what this game is, hey, that's why I'm here. If you don't know Remedy, first off, they've made games like the original Max Payne, Alan Wake, uh, they did like Quantum Break or something, I didn't play that one, sorry, just not my shtick, but I have played the other ones, and both of them are fantastic titles, which has given me a lot of goodwill for this particular developer, and I have not been let down. 
Control, you take the, real quick, you take the role of a lead a lady, and you go into this old, old building in the middle of the town. It's called the Old House. It's been there for years and years and years. It's a federal building that's there to study, like, the paranormal, supernatural kind of shtick. You go in to figure out, you're looking for your brother, surprise, surprise. You're going there to get answers. You come into a whole hellhole of a mess. This hiss, which is the enemies, they've gone amok. They've created chaos. They've just destroyed everything. And if you didn't know, which it's not a spoiler, it's everywhere, you, real, 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 real short into the game, become the new director, the boss of this whole place. Amidst all this mess and all this chaos, you're not even there to be a boss, but you end up being the boss. You get this really cool gun that can transform into different types of guns and have different abilities. You're going to get telekinesis in this game. You're going to get all sorts of really cool powers and moves, evasions, all this stuff. That's going to allow you to be a powerhouse in this game, all right? So you go in, it's a third-person game. You start to piece together what's going on. You're immediately thrust into this position of power, talking to the board, who basically is shown as like this huge upside-down pyramid and they talk all funky weird and it tells you they're from some astral plane and you're talking to yourself and it's crazy and you don't know what's going on like i said these hiss these little undead like people are they used to be people they float in the air they're like hovering there real menacingly and weird and then when they're activated this red thing shoots into them and all of a sudden they come down and they're shooting at you with guns some of them have teleconnect powers just like you do some are flying around going nuts some have huge heavy armor and weaponry you know the typical rigmarole when it comes to bad guys. All sorts of varieties and thrown into different situations. You get different ones. There's boss ones and all that good stuff. With all that being said, you go into this house which constantly shifts. And you're trying to get control back over the old house. Now the old house has doorways and places into strange paranormal things. And other worlds and other places in time. So you'll get to explore like a little variety of environments. You're going to meet. Ada, who's like this janitor, and you go into this weird subterranean area, and he's a whack job himself, and you know there's like a mystery to him, and basically, I shouldn't even say that, because there's a mystery to this whole flipping place. Every character's got some weird backstory, every character's got an agenda, including you, by the way, because like I said, you're there searching for your brother, you're not even actually there to take over, or do any of this, it's just all being thrust at you, and you're going along with it to find out the answers you need. So... The agents that are left, you're trying to help them out so that way they can help you out, maneuver out through this building because it's huge, it's convoluted, it's maze-like, it shifts because of the hiss taking control over it, hence going back to that point where, like I said, you go to different points and you take control of them using your new director power and it shifts them back into like what they're supposed to look like in the old house, which allows you to gain access to different areas and by helping other people you'll get different clearance levels. It's wild. It's a great game. It feels good. The storytelling is superb. The character animations, the way they talk, the conversations they have are ultra real, ultra awesome. I find myself just completely engaged, listening intently to everything everyone says, trying to figure out if there's anything in there that might help me find the next clue or what's going on in this place. And on top of it all, classic Alan Wake style, you'll get all sorts of multimedia files, things like that to read and watch and listen to. That also just fill up the whole story, you know, kind of put everything together, kind of get characters all fleshed out and all that good stuff. If you're looking for like a 15 hour or so game that's full of awesome story and a supernatural weird building that changes all over the place, 
There's a lot of backtracking and things. You get a lot of different abilities. You upgrade your telekinesis. You upgrade your gun, the director's gun, like I was telling you about. You can make it into like a shotgun, make it into like a uh, auto rifle. Of course, the pistol parts of it, uh, the grenade type explosion part of it, all this. And you'll need all these too for the different bosses and the different enemy types. So you're going to be switching to that. You're going to be switching to your telekinesis and using that constantly, throwing stuff at people. And let me tell you, that feels great. Everything in this game, you know, all over the place. You can blow, you know, siding up. You can throw desks around. The drywall and stuff explodes and shatters. Toilet seats flying. All the terrain is just, not all of it, but a lot of it's, you know, able to be destroyed or maneuvered. Which just makes things feel really, really nice when you're flinging a desk at an enemy. And papers and stuff are straddling and flying everywhere. It's going nuts. Really cool. A lot of fun. I can't wait to do a deep dive into it and really kind of give an all-out take once I finish it. But we're in the thick of it right now. And I'll just say, do yourself a favor. Go check out some Control if you got the time. Because it is a gem of a game. Number one. And last but certainly not least. I mean, this is the most least that it could be on the list. It's Catherine Full Body, developed and published by Atlas. This is out for the PS4 as of... Right now, the day that I that you that this episode drops, I'm, I was going to say the day you're listening to this, but you could be listening to this like 20 years from now. I don't know. The day the episode drops, boom! Here it is, 60 bucks. Catherine, full body. You know, Eric and I are huge fans of Catherine, but I'm the one who gets to talk about the release because screw him, <laughs> Eric. You're a sucker. I decided to do it, and I I, I stole it from him. But this is a a remake, another remake, not really a remaster. Wait, is it? See, now I'm all confused. This is kind of a remaster, not a remake. But they added new... Ah, jeez. You know what? It's it's Catherine again on a new system, looking a little fresher with a bunch of new content. What kind of new content are you talking about, Matt? I'm talking about the new character, Rin. So before you had Catherine and you had Catherine, now you have Rin as another third third avenue in this love quadrangle everyone says love square that's stupid love triangle works love quadrangle now it's got four sides it's it i just like it sounds better it sounds better okay just go with me on this also with this new character you have new cutscenes, new events new kind of kinds of things that bring her more into the story people were worried you know before they actually got their hands on the game maybe she'd just be a just to throw in just oh look there's a character over there and none of the the main story characters interact with her you got to go talk to her to get any of her story that's totally not the case apparently she's pulled really well into the actual story in with the main cast and everything so that's totally cool like i said new cutscenes new events new patrons in the stray sheep i've heard of two new people you can talk to in in the stray sheep sections of the game i'll get more into that in a second there's uh, there's this there's an addition that makes me mad oh i'm getting mad I don't like people who have to play Catherine on on baby modes. I just, it makes me angry. It makes me grumpy. It makes me have a frown face. Now there's a safety mode. So if, if even easy mode is too is too much for you, you can play on safety mode where there's no game overs. There's no deaths. There's there's no environmental hazards. There's just no nothing. You can even play on like auto mode and just watch the game play itself for you. <sighs> So yes, if you're a tiny little baby, safety mode is there for you. 
But if you're an actual pro and you know how to play games, there's a new arrange mode. So you're not just going to be going through the original puzzles the same as the previous Catherine. Now they've got new mechanics, new gimmicks. There's even a new stage in the arrange mode, something like in outer space kind of thing. And then talking about new stages, there are twice as many stages in this game as the original one. There's new stages for the Rapunzel arcade machine inside the Stray Sheep. There's new Babel stages, new Coliseum stages, which also you can play Babel and Coliseum right away instead of having to unlock them with gold medals on the, you know, the default nightly stages. That's super cool. There's also a competitive multiplayer built into this game because people, they've, they've heard and seen the, the Catherine multiplayer tournaments that have been going on. So now that's in the game here. There's also additional online functionality where you can get like Dark Souls type things where, oh man, if you see a little floating soul above this block, that's where people are dying. There's death tracking in the game, like worldwide death tracking to know how many times people have died, the different ways they've died by falling, crushing, you know, getting killed by enemies or, you know, whatever else it is. So much cool new stuff on top of the one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. Now, if you don't know Catherine... I gave it, I gave you a brief little sum up. So the story itself is really good. I'm not going to get into the twists and turns or even, I'm not even going to give you the overall thing. I'm just going to tell you that this game is split up into two sections. I teased it earlier talking about the stray sheep and the arcade game. Here's what it is. During the day, you see cutscenes, you see story stuff going on. You, you respond yay or nay to certain things. And then during the night, you go to the stray sheep bar hang out with your friends, hang out with the other characters in the bar, talk to everybody, interact with people, play the Rapunzel arcade game. And then later that night when Vincent goes to sleep, he enters into a nightmare world where you have to climb this this tower made of blocks and make your way to the top while the while the blocks slowly fall out beneath you or a some kind of a monster chases you. So that's the two like big gameplay chunks. The hanging out like, think of like idle time and kind of persona, sort of, but it's all encased in one area and you have all the characters in there. And time passes and some come and go. So you got to manage your time there and your relationships with these characters. It's a ton of fun. I love it. And then the gameplay itself is also a super duper ton of fun. I love that so much. And the, the base game itself is good enough. It's so good. It's like I said, it's one of my favorite games ever. And then now, They've added a new character, new events, new ways to play, new new levels to play, new new everything. And it's it sounds like the, the this will be one of the greatest games I've ever played. I can't wait to get my hands on Catherine Full Body. By the time you hear this, I will have my hands on it. I'll have my hands on the limited edition. Oh, I'm gonna have a little I'm gonna have a little plus sheep sitting right here on my computer desk. Oh my god, I'm so happy. So if you're interested in puzzle games or you're interested in you know, kind of those slice of life, you know, hanging out, interacting with characters kind of games, or you're interested in mature games. Like this is a game that talks about like, not mature in the way that I've said it before, not mature in like the dumb Grand Theft Auto way, but in the you're an adult, here's how life's going to go. You're going to have to make hard choices and figure out who you are and what you want to do. If you're interested in those kind of games, this is the really, really the only game for that around. So definitely, if you have any of those interests, get Catherine Full Body. If you don't have any of those interests, get it anyway just because I'm telling you to do it. Just do it because Matt said to. Just buy it. Give the developers money. Tell them that, you're gonna, that you want Catherine 2 
or you know, however they phrase the next one. I want a full sequel. I want this series to continue forever, forever and ever, and make me happy for the rest of my life. Catherine Fullbonny, go out and get it, because I told you to do it. Imposter topic of the day. You know it's coming, everybody. PAX West 2019 has come and is finishing up as we speak. So I figured it'll be a little shorter today, so don't expect too much here, everybody. But, mm. hey, anything that interested us, I thought we'd give a shout-out to, talk about a little bit, maybe do some back and forth, if there is any back and forth to be had. So without further ado, it's come and gone. What'd you think, Matt? Anything jump out? Anything happening here? Oh, there's always stuff happening. There's always stuff jumping out. But I'm going to take it more on the indie level, because you know that's me. I like the smaller games. I like the stuffs. And one thing that I think I knew was coming, but had immediately forgotten about uh, at, right after it got announced, but it got a release date at PAX, and that's Castle Crashes Remastered, coming to the Switch on September 17th, with a PS4 version coming later. That's one of those games that, in the Xbox 360 era, I played the shit out of. Played a ton of Castle Crashers all the time, always by myself, because I didn't have any buddies in the room to play with. And I can't remember if you could actually play that one online back in the day. I feel like not, because I never did. But I love that game. It was a ton of fun. And it's it's kind of strange to me, because I love that game, and it was fun. But when I was watching the gameplay of it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember these. And like none of it really stood out. Like The, the biggest thing that stands out about Castle Crashers to me is booting it up, about to play it, and hearing that awesome like main menu music, and just leaving that on loop anytime I was doing anything. Like, I'd, well, what game should I play? I don't know. Let me play some Castle Crashers, maybe. And I'd boot it up, and I'd be like, well, maybe I should just read my book. And i just have that awesome music just pumping in the background. Which, is, which isn't to say that Castle Crashers isn't awesome, because it's a fun, awesome beat-em-up. You get to level up your characters. You get to unlock new knights and new characters that have new abilities. It's a ton, of, a ton, a ton of fun. And especially if you're playing with other people, I can only assume it'd be even more ridiculous fun. So I loved it the first time around. I'm excited to put it in my Switch and then just boot it up and hear that op- awesome main menu music and then just go, oh, maybe I should just do the dishes or like make... make put together this ikea furniture or, or whatever and just just leave it on loop just, it's awesome i'm so you glad got, you're you happy and excited for a game that you can just leave on a main menu screen and never actually play that is cool i'm so happy for you now i agree with you that castle crashers is awesome and i agree with you that i'm happy it's coming to the switch it was cool to see you know the gameplay everything going on mm. i really hope though that this means that they're looking at the interest levels at this point in time, since it was such a success back when it actually came out. I think I hope mm-hmm. this is like kind of them gauging if anybody's interested in it still, because I want to see a part two. That's what that's yeah. what I truly yeah. want to see. I played Castle Crashers to death. I played it with James a ton, so mm-hmm. I love that game. But I'm done. I'm Castle Crashered out. You know, yeah. if someone handed it to me for free on the Switch, sure. I'd still go play it a couple more times. Why the hell not? Or if Howard grabs it for his Switch and is like, hey, dude, over lunch, here's a controller. Play with me. Boop, boop, boop. Boom. There you go. Exactly. Something like that I'm totally interested in. But eh, I just hope it sells well so that way we can get a, a, a nice sequel. And then I'll be jumping yeah. for, you know, jumping for the moon. Mm-hmm. So you got that one, Matt. And I want to go ahead and mention before you go on with your next indie one. This is one, and it's the biggest one. I'm going to get it out of the way now, just in case something happens and i got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cyberpunk 2077. 
I, Dave, yeah. I'm assuming you watched the 15 minute uh, shindig. I'm in blackout mode, dude. No, I don't watch my nothing. God, no. I don't do nothing. I don't think about nothing. I don't watch nothing. This is perfect to talk about, too. Well, everybody. Just talk this about is, it, man. This it's is, fine. This is my life. This is my life doing stuff with Matt, who blackouts all these great games, and then there's just this one way conversation. Well, see, this is my life with Eric. Anytime I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to hear any more about it. He just, just like kicks, kicks down the door like, like freaking Kool-Aid, man. Hey, dude, dude about you see that you can do the up and down or left and right? And I go, no, <laughs> Without spoiling it, all right? They showed a 15-minute gameplay. They kind of chopped it up a little bit, just gave you examples mm-hmm. of things. And I'm super stoked after watching it, but I'm also very apprehensive because, like, the witcher it was fantastic it was great the story was awesome the characters were awesome but it was just too open world it was just a smidgen too open world and i just started getting lost and forgetting my way and then of course i just lost interest altogether because it was too much i'm scared that this is going to become that because it looks like that it looks exactly like that in fact it looks almost a little more open world from what i'm seeing yeah so it's got that GTA kind of vibe where you're like, hey, man, go here, go do that, go do this, become who you want to be, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, no, mm. this looks phenomenal, but I have a feeling I'm not going to be able to play it. Uh, yeah. The, the thing that really gets me is they showcase two different types of gameplay. All right, two different like ways to do things. And then one of them mm. was your, your Eric way, your go in, kick yeah. the door down, shotgun, shotgun, melee, smash face. And then how you can get to be that way. Then they showcased mm. the mat way, which I thought was just hilarious. The little gidgets and gizmos mm. and the and the hacking through things and then having the security gun kill them and not you and do this and that. So that way you're all super nice. cool and no blood's on your hands and everything's done like, mm-hmm. oh, it wasn't me. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that that awesome. had me, you know. I was like, this yeah. is awesome. I would love to just be like the melee killer going into town, having my storylines, and then you doing mm. your thing. And a game would just con- you know diverge hugely, yeah. of course, with what's going to happen and how it's going to go down and what you're liked for, feared for, all that good stuff. The potential mm-hmm. after watching that trailer, I was just like, this is going to be good. It's going to be good. I mean, holy cow. And they haven't let us down yet anyway, so their other games have all been mm. great. And I... Just seeing that, I think we're going to continue down that road, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just really scared because of some of the other stuff I saw. Yeah. So it'll be like, you know, every Fallout game or everything, or Skyrim. You'll play it, you'll get to a point where you do something and become the pariah of the city, and then you just go, okay, well, I, I, I played a good amount. That's, I got, that's I got 16 and hours it'll just in. Naturally, <laughs> it'll just naturally slide away. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that's what's going to happen, but the reason, well, why I'm scared is because knowing that that's going to happen, I'm sh- hesitant to even buy it because mm-hmm. I have a I oh, have yeah, a really big you. suspicion. You're exactly right. It's going to be the typical Eric open world experience. 10, 15 hours in, I'm going to make some wrong choices or do some weird funky things or just get lost in a million side quests that I don't, and then I'm mm-hmm. so bogged down, I t- I'm too stressed out and anxiety ridden to play anymore. Because it's too much and I can't do it. And so I just quit and walk away. I, I got to tell you, man, just do like I did with Witcher, man. Turn the difficulty down a little bit and just mainline that story if it happens. That's true. Because obviously everything else about it looks mm-hmm. great. I mean, and just the, like you said, even 
if it was just the different ways to play, that's that's an awesome selling point right there. So you know, you should just get it and just just do that. If it starts getting too much, you can just be like, all right, no, put your just like we do at work. Just put, put your, your blinders, blinders on, on easy mode. Go. Just follow the main story, finish and go. Okay, whew, whew, at I least did it. I did I at it. Least got and it. if you want to go back, yeah. And, Piddly punk around with the whole rest of the world, yeah. So we'll see. All, all I wanted to tie and kind of talk about was just the fact that the the amount of gameplay they're going to allow, the characters you did mm-hmm. meet in the thingy, little you know whole gameplay thing were awesome. Very neat yeah. how they're setting this game up. And, and this, is, this is a tiny spoiler. There's Haitians, so I'm so I'm just so happy. I can't wait. That's that's I it. Can't wait. That's it right there. You got it. You got to <laughs> buy it now. Come on, Eric. So there you go, man. That was one of the games I was really looking forward to. And since you didn't watch it because you're in blackout mode, sorry everybody. I was hoping a little bit from Matt's side of the purview, but I'm sure he's gonna buy it and play the hell out of it when it comes out anyway. So we'll talk more oh, about yeah. it later, of course. It's just like Death Stranding. We can't talk oh. about it now, but I'll be talking about it for like ten. And weeks, I won't sure. want to talk about that one probably, but I'll just sit here and go, "Yes, man. Oh, yeah." Just like uh, he does with Destiny and War yep, Warcraft yep. and all that. <laughs> yep, that's it. So next one on my list is one that I didn't know about until just like 30 minutes ago when I was looking. I was like, oh, PAX West recap. What have I missed? Because I had the two things that really stood out to me. And I went, there's got to be something else. And boom, I found something else. It's a game called World of Horror. It's a point-and-click RPG from like the old school, like your first person walking through the room, you like know, Shadowgate, uninvited and stuff, okay. like Shadowgate, and uninvited, exactly. And but it's all set through like a like an old like 1980s Macintosh monitor. So if you imagine the graphics like uh, Return of the mm-hmm. Ogre did, like that style, that that pea green kind of style, but it's also like Japanese and Cthulhu horror. And I think what it is is you play through like different short stories of these you know, horrible things that people go through. And I can't tell if you're just playing as the characters or if you're like an overall investigator person and you're like, when you play as the character, you're just investigating the case. But that's the impression that I get is you're trying to save this town from all this horrible ghost and demon shit that's happening to it. And just from the, I think it was games, I think it was GameSpot, they did a big, you know, had like a, five ten minute gameplay trailer of it and just going off of that it looks i mean it looks awesome it sounds awesome because it's got that you know that old retro sound effects and you know some bumping music to it and it's actually fairly scary just from that thing there's a couple jump scares in there there's you know you're going through the creepy house and finding the creepy things and doing the creepy stuff and then stuff starts getting really disturbing and people start disappearing and now there's like headless demons chasing you the one thing I would say is the the interface looks kind of clunky. Like as you're watching the person play, you can tell they don't really know what they're doing. So I feel like if they clean that up, it'll be a little more engaging and more exciting to look at. But just from where it's at right now, World of Horror looks awesome. Everybody should check it out. I think it looks I think it looks freaking amazing. And I'm not even a horror game guy. Well, I am a horror game guy. So, and mm-hmm. I'm also an old school point and click game guy. So that's a double win right there. That's that's why I figured mm-hmm. it'd be right up your Man. alley. God, I'm gonna have to go and take a little peeky poo at that one, because uh, mm-hmm. I, I miss that genre just in general, and I don't yeah. understand why it's kind of faded away and hasn't really made a return. I know Shadowgate's come out uh, just recently, like two years ago. They did a reboot of Shadowgate, like redid it all. It was just some mm-hmm. uh, third party. I don't even know who they were. They did it. 
But yeah. it didn't seem to take hold. You know, didn't really get a lot of buzz. So it just stinks. So hopefully mm. maybe this one will. And then there'll be some money in it. Maybe we'll see something more. Something come into more, I would say, you know, modern graphics and get some colorful new stuff going. Yeah, get get some of that big money uh-huh. behind it. So even if it is like the old school presentation, they would give just flesh out the story and the action and the, the UI. Oh, yeah. More. God, that would be great. Oh, and the Switch would be a perfect place for it because of the controller usage exactly. and the way you can go ahead and sweep across, touch screen, blah, blah, blah. Oh, man, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'll be watching that one. I'm going to have to go take a peek. Yeah, definitely check out World of Horror, everybody. It looks... It looks creepy, Ooh, man. Scary. Oh, I'm scared. Eat my pants. Oh, God. <laughs> well, the last one I, I thought was really cool, something I hadn't really seen too much of lately, was uh, they got another another demo. Not demo. Another play. Uh, God, I can't think of a stupid video. Another preview video. There you go. Ha! Preview. You got go. another preview video up for Outer Worlds. And we've talked oh, yeah. about this one before, but... Since then, I've gotten some more information on it, and then, of course, this little preview trailer just hit, and it really kind of sparked my interest all over again. Because, as mm. you've all come to know, I do love the Fallouts, the Skyrims, you know, these types of games, but I can't play them. Yeah. Well, Outer Worlds was kind of shaping up to be the same exact thing. It's, I mean, for God's sakes, the guys who did Fallout New Vegas are the ones who are doing this. However, mm. I'm coming to find out that this game's actually only like a 15-hour game. It's not okay. some sprawling, huge, you know, hundreds of hours put in type of game. And it may be a little bit longer than mm-hmm. that. I can't remember. I get the lines blurred. But basically what's being said is it's not what you expect. It's not going to be this sprawling game that's going to take you forever. And the really cool selling point, as we've talked about before, is that you can be an idiot. You can be an idiot. You can be smart. You can make the dumbest choices under the yeah. sun, the smartest choices. And this trailer at PAX West this time around was really cool because it kind of did that whole... Uh, funny music montage where it's going through and it's just explaining how you play and how you live inside of the outer worlds and what Halcon, the big mm-hmm. evil corporation company, what it can do for you as a person. So it was going through and being okay. like, hey, <laughs> do you? are you stupid? That's okay. We've got places for stupid people too. Are you the smartest guy? Are you a brain nice. with? Do you like to smash faces with hammers? We got those for you. And then it's, and of course, showcasing different weapon types throughout it different play styles, mm-hmm. all the different abilities and uh, ways you can go if you want to be like a scientist-type character, if you want to go in and be a bruiser, this and that, and the different worlds and mm-hmm. fauna. It was just really fun and really neat and just kind of showing you what to expect in this game, and it was filtering you through the mm-hmm. different environments and uh, and ways to play. So I, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And then tied that with the information I've recently come up with that it's not this huge, crazy game which you're just going to be a million side quests and get lost and just do whatever. It's really pretty linear, just getting things, doing things, going, following it through it. Mm-hmm. I'm super stoked now because it was up my alley. It was something I wanted to play, but I was instantly like, ah, oh, nope, because I'm not going to waste my money. But now I want it, and I'm sad, and I'm happy, and I don't know how to feel. <laughs> See, now you you unstoked me a little bit, because I was hoping it would be a big, sprawling, vast experience, because, I mean, when Obsidian took over New Vegas and when they did Knights of the Old Republic 2 as well, their choices are so much better than the general Bioware Mm -hmm. choices. And, and, And them making their own fresh universe... And having that kind of stuff in it is what really, or the the idea of that anyway, is what really got me excited for it. 
But then if it's also just a linear, more, you know, driven A to B experience, I'm like, well, I can't just like live and breathe in that world that all my choices created. But at the same time, as we've said off air a million times, there's too many goddamn games out. So a 15 hour game is probably the best bet for either of us to actually play and beat it and finish it instead of just having it sit on the, over there on the entertainment center. Just I'll finish it someday. Mm-hmm. So uh, you unstoked me a little bit, but I should still stay very stoked because that sounds awesome. I love Obsidian games, and I should definitely check out this trailer because that's one that Well, they also said, too, though, remember that because of the amount of ways you can play and how you can act and treat others, that the replay value is going to be pretty high. So even if this game's, even if it's a little bit higher, which it could be, like I said, don't quote me on 15. I just know it's a a lot shorter than what everybody was thinking. Everybody had in mind, you know, the big sprawling experience. It is not going to be that. 56 again. Even if it's not, you can play it again and just go completely different. Like, I'm going to be a complete a-hole, idiot, moron in this one, and then I'm going to be the quirky, smart guy in the next one. And they're telling you you're going to get a pretty darn different experience with both of those. Yeah, you do make a really valid point because, I mean, I, I did play through both of the Knights of the Old Republic games twice, playing in different ways. But once it got to be like Fallout, Skyrim, Dragon Age Origins, the first one, those were all games I wanted to play through another time, but too literally huge. impossible. Yeah, too much. Not possible, unless I do mm-hmm. nothing else. So, you, you okay, Come on, right, it's I'm going to be good. more stoked up. <laughs> I, just took the, I just took the not stoke and I used it to stoke up more. There you Here go. go. So, there everybody, go. if you haven't, go check out. They got the new trailer out there from the PAX West exhibition. It was pretty fun, pretty neat. I always like those style of trailers when they do the whole, hey, welcome to here, and here's who you are and what you're mm-hmm. doing. Hey, come meet this thing. da 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 I like them. Yeah. So last but not least, I don't know if you've got any more, but this is, this is the one I saved for last because it's the biggest announcement, the best thing that could ever happen. And I know I know you love this game. I know you love the idea of it. You're shaking. Stop shaking your head. Shake your head up and down. Yeah, there. He's nodding. He's going to pretend he doesn't like it because that's how we do the show. But here we go. I'm going to give you a little tease right here. Time has come to honk. Untitled Goose Game comes out September 20th. I can't wait to be an asshole goose and steal shit from that farmer and ruin his life and make him really sad. Ah, oh, it's gonna be so good, and I hope they actually just call it Untitled Goose Game. I hope it doesn't get a title. Just stay like that. Just be. It's it's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be fun. I love goofy indie things. This is the goofiest indiest thing there could ever be. It's, it's just gonna be a blast. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna stream it. I'm probably gonna beat it in one sitting, and I'm just gonna be laughing the whole time. Just being an asshole. And that's goose. exactly what I think is gonna happen. I think a ton of people are gonna have a great time with this, but I feel like it's gonna be definitely mm-hmm. a flash in the pan. Everyone's gonna go in hot. Yeah. It's gonna be a great experience, and it'll disappear. But. I do agree. It looks fun. It looks interesting. It looks quirky. It looks silly. I only hope that if that farmer catches that goose, oh, the heads are rolling, boys and girls. The heads are rolling. Not happening. Not ha- that, that farmer could never catch me. I'm the gingerbread goose. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I will agree. I think this will th- this will be something that blows up and goes away real quick. But that's what Donut mm-hmm. County did last year, and that was one of my games of the year. Just because it was just such a fun experience for those two hours. So I'm hoping for something like that out of Untitled Goose Game. Hey, you know what? So am I, but I will definitely be living precariously through you and Danny because I yeah. cannot buy Untitled Goose Game. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I think that pretty much wraps it up for PAX West and wraps it up for our impressions of PAX West. I'm sure we missed something cool, but you guys can let us know about that in the wrap-up coming up right now. Imposters Wrap-Up. So like I said, if we missed something cool, something that you guys were really excited about, something you'd like to hear us talk about on this show, let us know and or and or send us any comments, questions, concerns, feedback, anything like that. Let us know via email at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshiftme or find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us over on Facebook. You can also find us over on that wonderful site, the Patreon. If you like what we're doing and you're like, hey, you know what? We want to keep those guys afloat. Consider heading over there and throwing us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, five bucks, maybe even that coveted $1 million in which we will open up a freaking food line. We'll have aisles dedicated to babysitting jars. Oh, yeah. And not only that, but we're also going to have the patented cold cocks medicine and devices oh, yeah. for you to feel better. Devices. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an apparatus. It hey, you, you gave me the in. idea. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, that's because it's a uh, it's a wonderful little ongoing bit from a previous episode. Go check that out over at the Third Shift proper because, wow, it was a good time. <laughs> we treat Patreon just like a tip jar. So if you can throw us a buck, it'd be great. If you can't, we understand. Money's tight. You know, you got to make the bills. You got to do all the things. Stay alive. You can support us in so many other ways, though. You can give us the likes, the feedbacks, the mailbag questions, all those wonderful things. You can also go over there onto the Twitch, follow us, give us your Amazon Prime subscription. That doesn't cost you a thing. It just costs Amazon money. There's all sorts mm-hmm. of ways to support us and keep us motivated, keep us rocking and rolling. We'd appreciate it oh so very much. Absolutely, we would. And of course, this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 17th of September for our very next episode. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We do appreciate it, Matt. We appreciate all the things, just like we appreciate those five-star ratings. We've gotten a few recently. We got that four-star rating, which made Matt so sad, so sad. You know, he wanted a five-stars. Apparently, we did not earn it. We only earned the four-star, but we want the five-star. Well, maybe, maybe it was maybe me. Maybe you two. Maybe, no, maybe not you. Maybe it was Dan. Maybe it was just Dan. Maybe she put in a fart noise or something. And they went, nope, thumbs down. Oh, for no. This. Oh, man. But you know what? All I, all I know is it wasn't me. It couldn't be me. Look at me. Lot, that's Look true. It couldn't be this. Matt. It couldn't be yeah. the inglorious bastard himself. Couldn't be. Exactly. We do appreciate that stuff. You know, you've heard the rigmarole a million times. It gets us up in the meters, all the iTunes, little mathematics things going on. When you pop in our name, instead of it being like the 50th one down, it turns into being the second or third one down. That mm-hmm. is a big darn deal. So if it t- you could just take. Two minutes of your life and go over there and give us some five-star ratings, a little bit of love. That's another free way to support us big time. Think about it, people. So, of course, for Third Shift, for IG2G, he's Eric, I'm Matt, Danny's on the edit, making it sound good, making this part that I'm recording right now not sound so (laughs) Thanks, Danny. I appreciate it. (laughs) For for the three of us to all of you out there, there's nothing else to say but... Don't don't, 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 don't don't forget forget to say... say...